We need to come to worship. We need to come to pray and prepare your hearts for it. Amen? So last week, uh, last Sunday night, we're just going to get right into the message. Let's just go to Matthew chapter number 15 tonight. Uh, last week on Sunday night, we went into uh, the story of Jairus and his daughter, and we preached about men going and getting God. We talked to the daddies. We talked to the fathers. We talked to the, uh, to the sons. And we talked to all the men. All right? Now, listen, uh, ladies, y'all did a good job, amen, in last week. I'm going to need y'all to help me out this week. But men, don't be afraid of your wife. All right? You just go ahead. I, just say amen. Move away from the elbow. Just scoot down a tad. And, and just be uh, all right. Uh, Amanda's giving me the, Miss Amanda's giving me the stink eye over here. Uh, I noticed Trent and Savannah, Brother Trent and Savannah, they separate a little bit tonight. All right? Uh, he's already preparing, putting several song books in between them. Uh, Brother Tony said his wife out. So anyways, uh, but men, don't be afraid to say amen. All right, they, they had their time last week. It's your time this week. And uh, then Lord willing, on February the 18th that night, that'll be the next Sunday night because uh, on the 11th, Lord willing, I'll be going to our home church and hopefully having a commission and send-off service there that Sunday night. So I'll be here the 18th that Sunday night. I want to talk to the children, to the young people, about going and getting to God. All right? So uh, just a little mini-series, and, and I'm enjoying it, and I hope you are as well. Let's stand for the reading and reverence of God's Word. Matthew 15, we'll begin reading in verse 21. Verse 21, and uh, the Bible says, Then Jesus went thence and departed into the coast of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the uh, same coast and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David, my daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. But he answered her, Not a word. And his disciples came and besought him, saying, uh, Send her away, for she crieth after us. But he answered and said, I am not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then came she and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, It is not meet to take the children's bread and to cast it to dogs. And how would y'all like to hear that message? That's pretty plain, ain't it? And she said, Truth, Lord, yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith. I'll not take time to deal with it, but you, y'all remember the story about the, the centurion servant being sick and, and Jesus didn't even have to go to his house. He healed him. Uh, the only two times Jesus said anybody had great faith in the Bible, it was Gentiles. They were Gentiles. That's just something to chew on. Amen. That's a Sunday school lesson or something. Be it unto thee, even as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. And Jesus departed from thence and came nigh unto the Sea of Galilee and went up into a mountain and sat down. All right, let's pray. Lord, we thank You for this day. We thank You for the Word of God. I thank You, dear God, that we have an authority with the Word of God. And Lord, I pray, dear God, as You challenged us men last week, I pray that You challenged the ladies uh, this evening, dear God, that they would go after You with all that's within them. Lord, we need a, a generation of women uh, that will serve You, that will worship You in private and in public. Lord, that will honor You, that will uh, live out the, uh, the plan and the desire in Your book that You have for them as mothers, as wives, as, as daughters. And Lord, I pray, dear God 
that you'd help us, Lord, even the elder women, dear God, here that, that they're, they're, not, they're not raising children anymore. They, they've got grandchildren around them, dear God. These elder women, they have a role in the Bible that says they're to teach the younger. And I pray, dear God, that you'd help us all to go after God. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thank you. you might be seated. Now tonight I'm going to say a few things by way of introduction, and then we'll get right into the thought tonight. Uh, the first thing I see is in verse 21, uh, and it's the place. And if you know anything about the geography of, of Israel and the, the land of Israel, he went into the coast of Tyre and Sidon. And as far as the Bible tells us, okay, we understand because the book of John says that not everything could have been wrote about the time of Jesus was on earth because the books couldn't contain them. But as far as we know from what the Bible tells us, geographically, this is the farthest Jesus ever went away from Jerusalem. I mean, he is in Gentile territory right now. In another text, this woman is called the Syrophoenician woman. So he's very far up in the north, and he is ministering there. As far as we can tell, this is the only time he goes there. As far as we can tell, it's the farthest he ever went out of his normal geographical location of ministry. And uh, So this is a special place. It doesn't happen again. It's a special time. And then we see number two, uh, by way of introduction, in 22a, it says, And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the, the, the same coast and cried and, and saying, and we'll get to that in a minute, but we see the person in this text. We see this young mother here, and she has got a burden on her heart, but we see that this is a lady, and that's what I want to focus on tonight. And just like last week, this is a mother in this text. I don't know that she's a wife. I'm not going to presume upon the text, but we do know it's a lady. We know she's a mother. We know she, at one point she was a daughter, amen, herself. She was somebody's, she's somebody's daughter, so she fits a lot of bills of the ladies in this house, in this church tonight. I don't know if she, her husband died or if her husband was out of the picture, but the fact of the matter is she at least had somebody that she created this child with, okay? So this woman fits a lot of the characteristics of the ladies that are in this room tonight. We are all Gentiles tonight, amen, unless somebody in here is a you and I don't know about it, Brother Jared. We are all Gentiles in here tonight. And ladies, you have either been a mother or a daughter or a sister or a, 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 a wife at some point in your life because you're a lady. Amen. And by the way, there's only two genders. Amen. Uh, so uh, young men, you never were a lady and you never will be a lady. Amen. <laughs> Uh, but I, I want to say here, I want to talk to you ladies tonight, and, and I want to talk to you about giving your heart over to God and going after God. But I see the problem in this text in the latter part. She says, Have mercy on me, uh, uh, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. And if I can present this, I don't know since the times of Noah, if you read world history at any point in time, I don't know of other than the times of Noah where the world's been any more widespread wickedness. I know there's been pockets of wickedness where wicked things went on in the past. The Roman Empire was very wicked, and there were some vulgar, nasty, wicked things going on during the time of the Roman Empire. But, Brother Trent, I, I can't say that that, was why that wickedness, that depravity, was widespread upon the whole world. But today, we can get on the phone, we can get on our, our YouTube, we can get on uh, the TV, and we can see that the immorality that is prevalent in America is prevalent everywhere else. Can we agree? 
Is it wicked in, in, in the Philippines, brother? No, I know. That was a rhetorical question. It, it, the Philippines, man, you go into the mall there in, in Manila and you feel like you need a bodyguard from the women. And I'm not being ugly, but it, it's, it, there is a, a, am I telling it right, brother? There is a sensuality there. It, 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 it just, it, it's almost scary. Uh, that you go to you go to other places and it is widespread. Uh, we don't know what men and women are anymore. We don't know what bathroom to go into. And let me say this, ladies: you are the front line of defense in our homes. The greatest ministry you ever have, ma'am, is probably sitting on sitting on the pew next to you right now. Amen. Loving your husband and loving your children and loving the Lord and raising your family for the word of God, for the glory of God. And so we see that there's a problem here. That there is a devil that's attacking this woman's child. And can I say this? I'm not saying every kid around here is devil possessed. I, maybe some. I don't know. I'm not going to point any fingers or nothing. Amen. But in all seriousness tonight, though, uh, the devil is after our children. Amen. And mama, God put you in that home as the heart of the home. They gave you, a, God gave you a head and that is your husband and God gave principles and, and, and practical application in the Word of God for the role you have in the home. Amen. And tonight I want to talk to you ladies about going after God. I want to talk to you young ladies about going after God and keeping yourself pure and going, going after God and wanting to live a life and have a husband that you can walk with God with. Amen? And so tonight, we're going to look at uh, ladies go after God and we see the path, okay, uh, in this text. And that's verses 21 uh, through the end of the story. And uh, so this path of going after God for you ladies. And again, I said this last Sunday night. I'm preaching to the ladies right here. Right here, I'm talking specifically about women. Uh, but men, there are things, principles in this text that are applied, uh, in this text. And that's verses 21 uh, through the end of the story. And uh, so this path of going after God for you ladies. And again, I said this last Sunday night. I'm preaching to the ladies right here. Right here, I'm talking specifically about women. Uh, but men, there are things, principles in this text that are applying to us as well. So say, don't just say oh, man, uh, amen, say oh me as well a couple times. Amen? So the first thing we see uh, that this in this path of going and getting God for this lady is her hunger. In verse 22, uh, she's very desperate. Do you all see that? She's not holding anything back. She's not putting on airs. Can we just be honest? We all, a good chunk of us just came out of prayer room and we were all uh, bearing our, one another's burdens. But how many of y'all just be honest? You didn't go in there and tell all your heart. Amen. We don't do that, do we? And, and I don't think we should do that. But there's one person we can bear all our heart to, and it's not your spouse, it's not the church, but it's God. Amen. You can. And listen, this lady, she gets desperate. She she knows that there's a cultural boundary, and I'll, I'll get to that in a minute. There's a cultural line she has passed. She's not supposed to be going here. This woman says, "But I don't care about the rules anymore. I don't care about what anybody's going to think." She gets to God. She's hungry after God. And can I say, Mama, you need to be hungry after God. Uh, she, she, there's a need she has. There's a desperation she has. She's crying out. Amen? And listen, we cry out to Facebook and we cry out to our friends and we cry out to society and we'll call a shrink or a psychiatrist or a psychologist. Hey, but I'll tell you what we need is we need to some mamas that will get in the prayer place again 
and get in my secret place again and cry out to God. Amen? Hey, there was a day hey, where mamas were the ones that uh, were the, not just the heartbeat of the home, but they were the heartbeat of the church. Shouting Baptist women. I'm talking about where they, they shout like Comanche Indians. Hey, it made everybody that was unsaved, nervous. I like it. Amen. Hey, and we don't need to let that die around here. We need to, we need to throw gas, spiritual gasoline on it. Amen. And yet some of you ladies say, I just, I just don't, I don't, I don't use my emotions very much and I don't act like that. Yeah. Let your husband do something dumb. See about your emotions. Amen. Brother Jeff's smiling a little too much right now. I'm not looking at Miss Gloria right now. <laughs> he said amen. He just didn't, He said it with his face, not his mouth. Amen. <laughs> hey, we need some hungry mamas, don't we? We need some ladies that are not hungry for the world, but hungry for God. I read uh, Leonard Ravenhill. How many of y'all know who Leonard Ravenhill is? All right, man, we're going to change that. Leonard Ravenhill was a great preacher of days gone by. He died, I think, in 1994. He, he lived... Uh, his parents uh, got saved during that Welsh revival. And, and that's the kind of home he grew up in. And uh, he said this. He said, my dad was a hellfire and brimstone preacher. This man ended up preaching all over the world. I mean, this man is world-renowned. And, and when we get the church bookstore going, I'll, I'll make sure we got some of his books in there. But uh, Brother Ravenhill said this in his biography. He said, it wasn't my father's hellfire and damnation preaching that brought me to Christ. He said it was the life that I saw my grandmother and my mother live. He said that he would get up in the mornings and his mama would be cleaning up the kitchen and they would have done breakfast and, and he was a little fellow and his, his grandmother lived just a few houses down from him and he said he would sneak into his grandmother's house and she'd have one of them, them old aprons on that you know, went around your neck and went all the way down and he said she'd sit in her rocking chair in the corner of her, 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 living, her front room and she would pull that apron up over her head, Brother Jeff, and she'd sit in that rocking chair and she'd rock back and forth next to the fire. And he said she'd tap that tap that, uh, the armrest and she'd pray and sing. Had no idea little Leonard was there. Had no idea that there was a young man that was going to challenge preachers and change continents and plant churches and write books for the glory preach all over the world. She had no idea that there was a little man watching her. That mama had no idea that in their middle room where she would go in and lock herself to pray that little, little Leonard was sitting outside the door. And I can't help but think that there might be some little Leonard's sitting in here this evening. Hey, that maybe that mama's influence could be what drives them uh, not just to go do something for God, but it might draw them to Christ in the first place. Amen? Hey, and listen, I'll just go ahead and put it out there. Let y'all know we're going to be asking questions anyways. But you can't. And listen, I understand there's exceptions to the rule. Can I get amen? But y'all know this. I'm not going to come up here and preach the exception. I've got to come up here and preach the rule. Is that all right? Hey, but you hear me this morning or this evening, the American dream has robbed us of our mothers in the home. And listen, you can't be that kind of mother while everybody else is raising your children.
Some of y'all, I, I don't know your church background, but some of y'all may have never really read this. Some of y'all, I, I don't know your church background, but some of y'all may have never really read this or paid attention to this, and you read it tonight, and you're like, uh, Jesus is being mean to this woman. How many of y'all think Jesus is being mean to this woman? Uh, she, he's very plain. Look at these verses, 23. But he answered her not a word, and his disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away, for she cried for after us. So here's this... These men that are supposed to be men of God saying, get her out of here. Now, I don't understand that very good. It don't look too good. And I'm going to explain the context. But he answered and said, I am not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Was he telling the truth? He was telling the truth. Verse 26, but he answered and said, it is not meat to take the children's bread and cast it to the dogs. Now, let me help you with this. The, the context here, Jesus dispensationally came in the Gospels to offer Himself as the King of Israel, as the Messiah to Israel. Matthew 1 says He came to save who? His people from their sin. Now, I like John 1. Amen. That he, here, Behold the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. Right? Did He... Did, did, did God have a plan all along? Yes, Calvary was the plan all along. But God is obviously and literally, He was offering the kingdom to Israel. But here's Jesus in this Gentile territory, and this woman finds out she's, He's around. And by the way, ladies, you need to find out where God is and get there. That's why we're taking a group up to Jubilee in a couple of weeks or two months from now, is I know that God moves up there. And I'm not being spooky. I'm not being sensational. God can move at your house just like He can move at the church house. But I know historically God meets with us up there. There will be a thousand other people worshiping God and shouting and, and praising the Lord. And I want to get you all in that atmosphere. Amen? Because you know what? If we get you in that atmosphere up here, eventually it's going to bleed in over here. Amen. And I want y'all to be a part of that and see it because you need to be around where God's moving. But this woman, she goes here and listen, the context is Jesus is not being mean to this woman. He's, be, he's being dispensational to this woman. And, and He's not being rude. He's not being hateful. Uh, but I wanted you to understand that before I made application. Does everybody understand that? That Jesus is simply, He truly came for the lost sheep of the house of Israel. He is being offered to Israel, and very soon he's going to be rejected nationally. And, and, and listen, I remember the other night I was teaching on dispensations. Who did I say can do whatever he wants to in any dispensation? God. Is Jesus God? Amen. So Jesus can do in any dispensation what he wants to do. Amen. So we see this, but we see the hindrances. Ladies, there's some cultural hindrances that's keeping you from going after God. When you see or you're inundated with Instagram and TikTok and, and Facebook and all the other socials, you're inundated with women that's showing you this other life that, oh, you're, I feel so bad for these women that's got children and I feel so bad that they're locked down to one man and I feel so bad that they're in such bondage. I'm going to tell you what motherhood is. It's not bondage. It's a blessing. 
There's safety in motherhood. There's safety in, let me say this, biblical motherhood. And it is a blessing. But if you're not careful, you'll let culture keep you from going after God. You'll say, well, I just, I don't think I need to go that far. What would my friends think? I don't give a rip what our friends think. Amen? It doesn't matter what our friends think. It matters what God thinks. I've been thinking about this all afternoon. I'm going to tell you this this afternoon, if I'm going to set out to please God with my life, I'm not going to please all people. Y'all write that down in big boxcar letters and hang it on your refrigerator. I, If I'm going to please God, then that means I'm not going to be able to please all the people in my life. Am I right, Brother George? You just cannot do both. Alright? And so if you're going to go with God, you're going to have to go against culture. Do you know the root word of culture? Cult. Isn't that amazing? They call us a cult, but Miss Donna, they're actually the cult. Got to do everything that they do. Got to do it like... And if you, God forbid, you step away from it and actually live biblical Christianity, my goodness, there'll be repercussions. Hey, that is the culture. A cult gets mad when you leave. They ostracize you when they when you leave. They make fun of you when you leave. Hey, that the the, the church isn't the cult. The, the culture is the cult. This evening, there'll be religious people. Are these disciples religious people? Yeah. Best in the day. Did you know sometimes religious people will keep you from going after God? I remember back in 08, man, I was giving everything to God. As a matter of fact, I was reading Why Revival Terry's by Leonard Ravenhill. And I had a local pastor say, you know, all that getting right with God and selling out to God. He said, uh, that's just foolishness. It ain't just foolishness. There will be people that say, Trent, don't you think you... You know, we're Christians too. Don't you think you're, you and Savannah are just taking this Christian thing a little bit too far? Uh, oh, I know. I know. But he said, what he said was it's already happened. I remember years ago we were uh, at a family outing and uh, I had to discipline my daughter and I, I went privately and disciplined her, but it was probably obvious. Miss Chloe was expecting Ezra and she was sick. She didn't feel good and she had asked me to do it because we kind of have a rule that if we're around uh, certain family members, she does the discipline. Can I just say it? Can I get an amen right there? Okay. And... Um, so I went to do what my wife had asked me. She was very sick. And during while I'm gone, uh, somebody in the family that it claims to be a Christian just, I can't believe you're putting up with this, and I can't believe he's doing that. And she said, what? And she said, you know what, what he's doing to that baby. And she said, I'm the one that asked him to do it. And here's what they said. You need to pray about this. And every time they'd say that, here's my five foot three wife, quote, and every time they said something like, you need to pray about this, she would quote a verse out of Proverbs about child training. (laughs) Y'all know they love that. Don't you know they just ate that up? Oh, you need to, it just escalated. And she wouldn't say nothing but quote verses. By the way, there's a good reason to quote Bible verses. You don't need a feeling when you got a verse. Amen. Amen. 
And she would just, and I mean, it got wild over there, Brother Jared. I mean, it got crumped up. Amen. And, uh, but here's the thing. People believe in Christianity until it gets biblical. Amen. And, and so, Mama, there's going to be some hindrances to you. Hey, Mama, it is biblical. Part of you going after God is disciplining your children. I didn't get no amen, so that means I need to preach on it. I'm on a medal now, all right? It ain't all a daddy's job. And daddy, it is our job to deal with things, amen? But you hear me, Mama, you're going to have to discipline as well, amen? A child left unto himself bringeth who? His mother to shame. How about that? You know what a child, it looks like for a child to be left to himself? Handing kids a phone and letting the phone babysit the children. Sending them to somebody else and letting somebody else raise their children. Listen here, it's not the government's job to raise our children. It's not the church's job to raise our children. And it ain't me, Mom, and Peepaw's job to raise our children. And my grandparents go to church here. Here they are. Amen. My, my dad, my mom, they, they go to church here. Hey, but it ain't their job to raise my children. It, God gave me those children. Amen. And listen, there is a hindrance from keeping you from going after God. So people, family, culture, religion, I think I covered all of that. I made some people nervous. All right? My wife gets nervous. Like, you know that's going out live and when you're talking about wolfing. Amen. I got to preach it. God, God called me to preach it, whether the government likes it or not. Can I get an amen right there? So we see the hunger in going after God. I see the hindrances in going after God. But I like this. I see the humility. Look at verse 25. Y'all still with me? Say amen. I notice it got quiet because I'm preaching to ladies and ain't none of you men want to say amen. I'm just kidding. Then came she and what? Saying, Lord, help me. Now, wait a minute. Brother Jeff, her daughter's still got a devil. Is that right? Brother, Brother Trent, her daughter's got a devil, and Jesus just called this woman, or, or is about to call this woman a dog. And, and here she is, in the midst of being rejected by the religious crowd and the cultural norms and all of this, all of this pushing against her, what does she do? In the midst of that, with, without her prayer being answered, without getting the, the feedback she wanted, what does she do? She worships God. I'm going to tell you, neighbor, that's a big deal right there. And then in verse 20, what I say, verse 27, and she said, Whoa. Jesus calls her a dog in verse 26. How many of y'all get real mad if somebody called you a dog? Or called your mama a dog? Let's just say it that way. We ain't taking it, right? Jesus calls this woman a dog. Look what she says. Truth, Lord. You know what humility is? You realizing your place, and then you putting Christ in His place. Truth, Lord, yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Even after he called her a dog, she said, you're still master. 
I know who you are. Hey, and listen, neighbor, God's not, you understand, Jesus is not going to call you a dog. Jesus is not going to uh, drive you away. It's not, we got, it's not like when I say we go, go after, we need to go after God, it's not that we're having to chase Him around like some carrot in front of a donkey. No, but He does want us to go after Him. Amen. They, he is a roarer of them that what? diligently seek Him. Hey, that's like on the hunt. That's like a dog on the hunt, Brother Trent. I'm talking about ground and the nose of the ground. Hey, looking for the tree where He's at. Amen? And I'm going to tell you tonight, that's that humility in this woman's life. Hey, everything's been against her. Hey, but she still goes after God. Hey, there is a hunger here still, and she's worshiping Him, even though her prayers have not been answered. Hey, and there's some mamas in here, no doubt, and you got prodigals, you got children that are living lives that you never would have dreamed they would live, or you got prodigals that are living lives you never would have dreamed they would live. Hey, can I tell you, Mama, just keep worshiping God, just keep going after God, just keep, keep, keep getting at the Savior's feet tonight. Amen? She admitted her place again and put Jesus in His place. There's a lot of ladies in here tonight. I look at my wife and uh, my sister and my sister and got Miss Megan back here, Miss Cassie. You got you got Miss Miss Savannah. You got ladies that are married, ladies that are, have children, things of that nature. And I see these younger ladies that are growing up. We got wives in here. We got mamas in here. But we got. We got teachers in here. My wife, these ladies homeschool. We got teachers in here, right? We got we got principals in here, the disciplinarians. We got cooks. We got cleaners. We've got doctors, nurses, rescue facility team. I mean, you you ladies do so much. But if somebody looks at your life, and there's all those other... T- I mean, Miss Savannah, she's building a website, she, she takes pictures, she's a cattle farmer, all these things. There's all those things in our life, ladies. Is the, is the word of worshiper ever there? How about it? Do you ever give God... That's what worship is. Giving God His rightful place in your life. We get so busy, don't we? Y'all ever get 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 busy, ladies? <laughs> Y'all do. But listen to me. You don't have to be at church to worship God. You don't have to be three hours into the prayer closet to worship God. You don't have to have your husband to worship God. You don't have to have a spouse to worship God. You can go to God tonight. I see the hunger. I see the hindrance. I see the humility. But then I see the hope. Again, in verses 25 and 27, and and I'm not wanting to beat a dead horse, but this woman worshipped Him. She cried out, Help! She said, I'll, I'll take the crumbs. I don't even need the full meal. I'll just take the crumbs. So even after all of this, she has hope. Y'all notice her persistence? Listen, ladies, I want to point this out. This woman didn't stop 
She kept going with God. Do you know that going after God's not just a one-time thing? Brother George, it's not just a, I'll do it today and, and I'll be good the rest of my life. No, you know what you'll have to do tomorrow? You'll have to decide to go after God. You know what you have to do Tuesday? You'll have to decide to go after God. And ladies, every day the rest of your life, you're going to have to wake up and decide. There's the help. Verse 28, Then Jesus answered and said unto her, Woman, great is thy faith, be it unto thee even as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. By the way, it takes faith to go after God. And Jesus departed from thence and came nigh unto the Sea of Galilee and went up into the mountain and sat down. In a closing, I'll say these. Her daughter was healed. Wasn't she? Now is, and I said this about Jairus, I understand our main motive of going after God is should be because we love Him. Not because we want all these, our, our Santa Claus lists answered by Him. Right, Brother Jeff? We don't go after God for things. We go after God because we love God. But are there, are there uh, fr- fruits and rewards of going after God? I've already told the Leonard Ravenhill story, but I'm going to tell you tonight, hey, God's letting these children in this church be raised up around mamas and daddies that want to go after God. Amen. I mean, some of you in here are not in... You, you hey, past things or 
things out of your control and put you in a situation where you don't have the life you thought you'd have or want or that you thought you'd have or that you really wish you had, but you keep being faithful. And I applaud you for that tonight. I thank you for that tonight. Hey, because help is on the way. Amen. Help is on the way. Let me give you some hope tonight, young ladies. Let me give you some hope tonight. There is a not a I said it at the beginning, but there is not another time Jesus goes into this area. Matter of fact, he talks about I think it's in Matthew twenty one, Brother George, he talks about where this area had no miracles. They had not seen the mighty works of God, because if they had, they would have repented long ago and sat close and ashes. Y'all remember that text? Hey, but here's the, here's Jesus going here. He goes into a house he deals with one woman. He goes in, calls her dog. He deals with one woman, answers her prayer, gets out, and goes back to where he normally goes. It almost looks, listen to me, ladies, it almost looks like Jesus just made this trip for this mama. And can I tell you, ladies, hey, God can be just as God for you as He is for me, or as He is for the deacons, or He is for the missionary, or He is for whatever. Put it in the blank. God, it can be God for you. And ladies, ladies listen to me. To, to Monday or Tuesday, hey, the, the Trevinos, they got a burden on them about their son. And hey, Miss, Miss Megan back here has got sickness in her body and she's praying over and she's got, now she's got uh, all this with the baby, with the doctor. And hey, you ladies, just a regular burden hey, of, of raising and family and to nurturing children and helping your spouse and all of these things. Hey, but let me tell you ladies, God makes house calls. God, He wants to meet you where you're at. He loves you. And there's help. Yes. Hey, hey, this child, this child got healed. That devil went out. We need that for our children. Hey, but ladies, aren't you glad when God meets you right where you're at? Amen. He it looks like he almost made this trip, Brother Chad, just for this one. And God wants to make a trip for you tonight. He wants to know you. He wants to meet with you. He wants to walk with you. Can I say this, Mama? Ladies, wives, daughters, it's worth going after God. I said it all through the message, but We've never lived in a more devil-possessed and a more devil-focused hour on our children than we are tonight. And I'm going to tell you, our children need us. They need you, Mama. Not to look off away from your husband and say, man, I, I think I could have it better with some guy over here. Or not look off away from God and think, oh, if I just dropped this and didn't do this, I could, I, I'm going to play the inter- and Invitation to if I could just if I could just have it like this woman or do it like this woman, I'd have it better off. Can I tell you it'd be better off turning your phone off, getting off the of YouTube, getting off the of TikTok, getting off the of Instagram, getting off the of Facebook, and getting in this book and say that's what God wants and applying it to your life. It's worth it. I've said it many a time. I cannot keep my children from the far country. But I can do my dead level best to live a life 
that will keep the far country from my children. And I want to live that life. I want my wife to live that life. I want you ladies to have that life. You girls that in the next, you know, about 20, 30 years, some of you girls might get married. All right? I'm just kidding. I want you to know what it is to be a biblical wife. I want you to know what it is to to grow as a mother. I want you to know what it is to to be able to back your spouse up and be the help meet your need. But you can't do that if you don't go after God. Y'all remember when you were a teenager and you thought, if I'll... If I could just get married, I could serve. I could really serve God. And then you get married and you think, well, if I could just have kids, I could really serve God. Well, I got news for you. It gets harder.